last time on Real Human Beings. What's the, what's the last? What's the last one you regretted watching? Like you watch it from and you're like, eh, could have, could have done something better with my life there. Grown ups too. Grown ups too. Grown ups too. Yeah, grown ups too. <laughs> Tricky question. Holy shit, motherfuckers. That's right, we went there. We are going to watch Grown Ups, one of Adam Sandler's worst movies ever. And that's saying a lot. Will we lose our minds? Will we go crazy? Uh, a third thing? I don't know. You're just gonna have to listen to Real Human Beings. I'm Alden. And we're both teachers at a Canadian school in China. And we're searching for answers. But poorly! So that makes us real human beings. This is our podcast where we talk about random stuff like uh, movies, TV shows, music, life in China, teaching, politics, sports, pretty much whatever we're interested in. Uh, so what's on the schedule today? On today's episode of Real Human Beings, we watched Grown Ups, the film. The fantastic 2011 uh, entry into the Academy Awards yep. uh, by Adam Sandler. Written by Adam Sandler and Fred Wolf, I believe the other man, the other writer was. Uh, both deserve uh, undying shame. And But thankfully Adam Sandler removed that part of his brain. Alright, let's let's get into it Let's then. dive on in. <laughs> <laughs> In 1978, they were the best of friends. Everybody's championship. Now, they're getting back together for the first time in over 30 years. Remember the guy I always tell you about, Rob? Of course. Oh, and this must be your mother. My wife. I'm sorry. I'm not. Oh, grody. From Columbia Pictures, they're meeting each other's families. Look at this! Wow! Ooh, a porch swing! I know what I'm doing this weekend! Yeah! Learning about their kids. Mommy, I want some milk. Come here. Give me a little something. Your son is so cute. How old is he? 48 months. That's four. Yeah. And showing them how it's done. That's it! No more video games! No more cell phones from now on. Stay outside and play. What are we supposed to do? You see a rope and a lake and that doesn't make you want to go nuts? Class is in session. Go back in. Wee! This was a mistake! Let go! I can't let go! I'm too scared! Sandler, Kevin James, Chris Rock, David Spade, Rob Schneider, and Salma Hayek. What do you want to do today? Anything. What was your favorite thing to do when you were 12? Ooh, well, I can't do that. <laughs> On June 25th. Dad, are you making a sissy? You know they put a chemical in the pool that turns urine blue. No, no, no. It's an old wives' tale, sweetie. Oh, my God! 
<laughs> no, I've also collected a ton of uh, audio that's just you making weird noises. Good. And at okay. the end of the last episode, I just put a bunch, bunch of it together. <laughs> so if you guys wait till the end, if you listen to the absolute end of the yeah. last episode, there's some Alden doing some weird stuff. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I'm sure. Anyways. I haven't listened to this. It'll be new it's to fun. me. Uh, Grown Ups is actually a 2010 film, as we're just finding out now. Yeah. Uh, who is it directed by, Jacob? It's directed by this guy named Dennis Dugan, who is 70 years old right now. He was born in 1946. He's 63 at the filming. Yeah. Jesus. Well, but so yeah. This... this guy, Dennis Dugan, I was looking up more about him, and he he's filmed like a ton of Adam Sandler. Like, that's pretty much how he makes all of his stuff. He, he just... Do you think he's friends with Adam Sandler? I'm assuming so. He did like Happy Madison all the way up to like Jack and Jill. So So he gets Adam Sandler in some way. Yeah. Um, So we watched Grown Ups. Uh, We've just finished. Literally just finished. Literally just finished. Um, I've never seen it. Mm -hmm. And Jacob's seen half of it. Uh, (laughs) It's probably one. No, it's not one. It is the worst film I have ever had to watch. And I and I use the word film loosely here. I think you as have a theory. As You're a set, as, you have a yeah, theory. I have a theory. As a All set right. of moving images, it's fine. Um, but as a film, like as a film that you'd be like, oh, two thousand one Space Odyssey, uh, you know, like any of any film other than this with a plot, yeah, it fails. It fails in every single avenue as a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got some of the worst. Well, the most boring cinematography I've seen. Yeah. Uh, there were only three times that I actually laughed, and two of them were pratfalls. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, there was... Okay, so my theory is this. Okay. Adam Sandler set out to make an anti-film. He... It was like an art house film for him. He took a film and said, okay, there's a concept of like people trying to reconnect with their family. Uh-huh. But we're going to do it in such a way that there's no tension, no drama, nothing. It's just straight dialogue back and forth with weird Adam Sandler jokes where you make fun of each other at a funeral or wherever. It doesn't matter, whenever. Uh, I'm going to make it with my friends. And you could have taken... My thing is you could have taken any one of the scenes in that film and projected it on a university like art house film with no sound and you would have gotten an A plus in your work. Like it's a... It's a it's a art house film in that it's like an anti film. There's no, there's no plot. There's so, no tension. All right, there's to, no character arc. The dialogue doesn't make sense. To, there's to, no acting. There's no acting. There's, no there's, acting. there's zero acting. That's so true. To, to pull it to pull us up a little bit here. <laughs> Ostensibly, the film is all about Adam Sandler and his four other friends: Chris Rock, David Spade. Uh, Kevin James, Kevin James, and, and Rob Schneider, and yeah, Rob Schneider. So who actually are... he played an understated role of Rob Schneider roles. <laughs> this was understated, and honestly, a little guys. This is what the podcast is going to be now. We're just going through and doing Adam Sandler movies, and then we're going to move on to Rob Schneider. <laughs> a lot of the lot of crossovers there, to be honest. There are. Um, uh, did they so, make Paul Blart Mall Cop too? Is there a second? There's a second one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 they were friends who grew up together, and they played basketball. The death of their coach is what brings them back together. Some man called. He said your friend Coach Buzzer went to heaven. I was trying to find heaven for you on the Navy station, so you could go visit him. Yeah, 
Yikes. Who's your friend, Dad? Uh, Coach Buzzer was someone very special in Daddy's life. It's terrible. Okay, go go uh, drink some hot chocolate with these guys. You sure you're okay? Uh, it's just called New England. Yeah. That's the part that I found kind of funny. So somewhere in New England. New yeah. England is like a collection of like four different states or yeah. whatever, but it's just like referred to as that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so they, they go they go there over July 4th weekend and they pretty much just hang out at a lake and yeah. do random stuff. stuff. Yeah. But that's... <laughs> that's that's the thing. What Alden was describing is exactly what the movie is. It's just a, a loose connection of scenes that don't really have. There's no real tension to it at all. There's no drama. There's no. So the big uh, the big drama of the film is that there's this old rival team that they beat back in '78 or whatever at basketball. They come yeah. back and they see each other at the restaurant, and the guy says, "Hey, we should play a game of basketball again because your toe is over the line." Like there's like, I want to re- I want to challenge you again, basically. Right. You think that's going somewhere, but Adam Sandler just says, oh, no, I don't want to do that. And then for 50 minutes, nothing happens. Nothing happens. There's no... There's no that's, that's where I originally came into the movie, yeah. and I feel like I didn't miss, no. like, legitimately... There wasn't, there wasn't, like, the guy showing up and being mean to him again. There wasn't, yeah. like, uh, like, oh, my son's better than you. There's no... The basketball game is important, and it's actually happening. Yeah. They just sort out their family troubles, which weren't that big to... To, to begin, begin with, because they all forgive each other in the course of like two minutes. Yeah, and then, like, they have a basketball game, and that's it. Adam Sandler lets them win. It's also in this weird Adam Sandler verse where people he's successful and attractive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so there's a couple of things to unpack here. Uh, this is in a universe where people who look like. Adam Sandler and Kevin James and etc yeah. etc et um, can get hot women women and like and it's like successful. not weird they're yeah. successful Adam Sandler Adam Sandler's an agent he wears yeah. he wears his same uniform baggy long shirt cargo shorts and socks with sandals I'm assuming or flip flops or some shit like that flip flops backwards or, or cap like, yeah backwards cap a lot basketball shoes um, yeah Does, he's he's doing his classic Adam Sandler that that's what he likes to Selma be dressed Hayek, in, you know who is yeah. Gorgeous. Who is like yeah. legitimately like, oh wow. my god. Yeah. <laughs> and and like apparently we're supposed to believe that he flirted with her by asking her to try on a skirt and then try on a bra. Like she was yeah. working at this department store, and it's like and now she's a famous model designer. Yeah. Like and, how? There's a lot left unsaid. Anyways, and, this is this is a pseudo universe where that's that's yeah. possible, right? Um. And she like and, and they get away with a lot like mm-hmm. the, these 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 man children you know yeah. they just pretty much are children and yeah. they, you know yeah. they really have no true responsibilities they can insult each other and they can insult anybody and anybody and I mean it's again it's this world where um, it's this world where everybody is like a insult comic those are pancakes they're ocean pancakes they're great they look like you you cut them off uh, an elephant's legs yeah. But like not a very good one, or yeah. like not one that, I don't know. It's just sort of like mild zings. Daddy, where's that machine doing? I was getting rid of the moss, honey. Where's it taking them? Hell. Don't say that, Higgins. Oh, I'm sorry, not hell, Mexico. And and, and that's where that's where the the writing of Adam Sandler comes out. He he wrote this movie. Yeah. Um, and God. seriously, it's like, 
Like, I, I don't it's know how. To, it's something to behold, I think. You know, I actually have a poultice I make using maize. Just say herbs. corn. Maize is corn, everybody. Yeah, but he says maize because it sounds more mystical. Exactly. Well, I like the way he said it. Maize. 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 It's fantastic, okay? It's amazing. Yeah. The other interesting thing, the unpacking of Adam Sandler's... Yeah. Uh, so you're position. you're you have this theory that it's an art house film. Yeah, I feel like it's it's an experimental film. It's the only way I can make it make sense in my head. It's an experimental film exploring insults. Like it's just a hundred. It's just whatever amount of minutes of just insulting people. What is this? What is this? A scab? It's dehydrated banana. What, what happened to a normal banana? You peel a banana and eat it. Adam Sandler wears different university t-shirts or apparel that, throughout the film. And it's never commented <laughs> on. That's actually, because like, I finally was noticing it. It's uh, like UMass. UConn, he has a Rhode Island one yeah. at one point. He just, he, he cycles through. Yeah. And then at one point, he's Harvard, not wearing it, but yeah. Kevin James is wearing a hat. Yeah. That also has a university. And just, just the idea being, okay, so is it the fact that this is just kind of like a little wink joke or whatever? Or is it the fact that like... Like, Adam Sandler's character has actually gone to all of these colleges, all yeah. these universities, and uh, and that's why he's so successful. The other thing, too, is that they'll have a scene, and they'll say something, and they'll just cut, like, five hours later yeah. to a different scene, apropos of, of pretty much nothing. Mm. Um, and, like, each character flaw isn't really resolved, too. So, like, the whole thing is, each family has a flaw, so, like... Uh, Adam Sandler, he's not connecting with his kids. He's distant from his kids. There was on the, the lap, well, his wife phone. too. His is wife like, is distant. Yeah. She's busybody. Um, Chris Rock's family, the, the woman is pregnant, but also the like the primary um, stay at home. He's the stay at home dad, and everybody makes fun of him, and the mother in law hates him, and blah, blah blah. He's sort of seen as like an old fuddy duddy. He's seen as the woman, yeah. um, and which then, is like, hey, hey. I made the pumpkin risotto that we saw on Rachel Ray's Seasons of Summer special. It's awful, Mom. It tastes like roadkill. Dan, do you hear how they talk to me? Do you hear how they, you, you, you gotta say something. All right, kids. Now, you know your father works very hard at keeping this house clean and putting three meals on the table for us every day. Hello? Besides, I brought us a pizza! <laughs> yes, I know. You know what? Happy pizza. Happy pizza. You broke my heart. You broke my heart! Looks like it's his time of the month again. Yeah. <laughs> Problematic. <laughs> we, we have stuff to say about that, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, uh, there's, there's a Rob lot of problems. Schneider uh, is like this hippy-dippy anger management guy who also dates older women and has really hot daughters. There's not really a problem with him other than he has like hot daughters. I don't think so, because you're two of the hottest chicks I've ever seen in my life. Hey, what? These are my daughters. Right, uh-uh. Her definitely, because she's fugly, just like you. Hey, now who's next? And the fact that everybody finds it really weird that he yeah. likes old women, this old, yeah. this old lady. Yeah. Um, uh, David Spade is like a ladies man who like doesn't he's single I never understood and, like, that around. about David Spade like, because this, that's his character and there's everything there's this weird joke at the beginning too he's sitting in bed and there's this he's like talking <laughs> on the phone because they've heard about the funeral of the coach and he's like oh is his niece going to be there it's hot and then the woman in the bed kicks him and she's got a tattoo of O.J. Simpson saying the juice yeah and then he goes like if I'm killed go 
it's Arlene from whatever. And it's like, so the joke is because the woman likes O.J. Simpson, she's going to kill you. And like, it's, it's it's a weird it's a weird joke. It doesn't yeah, really. Uh, they have a Henry the Eighth joke. That. Yeah, they have, they have a Henry the Eighth joke. Yeah, because yeah. he's fat. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Kevin James. Uh, he's he his family's like hyper dependent on them. Like the the older girl's sort of chubby and like she's she always wants her own way, and the younger kid's still drinking his mom's breast milk, and that's sort of another joke in and of itself too. Yeah. Mommy, I want some milk. Oh sure, Angel, come here. Give me a little something. Your son is so cute. Yeah. How old is he? Oh, he's uh, 48 months. That's four. Yeah. Hey, sweetheart. Could you use a fork, please? No, 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 no! Looks like she didn't get the memo. And like that woman's hot too, and Kevin James is still ogling other blah 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 anyway. And he's he's we'll fat to too. Yeah, That's often the joke. He's fat. Uh, you know. And it just kind of, yeah, like, <sighs> the, the three times I laughed were two pratfalls, Kevin James breaks a pool, and... Yeah, so he looks like he's getting out of a pool, and then it just breaks. breaks and uh, I like that. Eric Hahn, it's your mom. Mommy. And then the other time is is the the old the old uh, mother-in-law yeah. from uh, Chris Rock like pushes this kid out of the way and yeah. it's like more she's, violent than yeah. you would think. She's like, "There's a porch, like a porch bench." She like slaps the kid out of the way, just falls over. And I think part of the reason for that humor is the fact that uh, you weren't really expecting it to yeah. be like that. Yeah, violent. Like, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you didn't you didn't see it coming. Like there's plenty of pratfalls that you see coming, mm -hmm. but this one was one that's like, I don't know. Unexpected. Yeah, unexpected. That was that was where the humor came from. It wasn't necessarily the setup or anything, I would say. And the third one was a Chris Rock joke where there's a, like, I'm the only black guy in town. So, yeah, so that other team that wants to do, like, a, a rematch with them, they have, like, their evil versions of, yeah. of themselves. <laughs> and they have the one... The one, the one black okay. guy too, yeah. and uh, and and Tim Meadows. That's that's the guy, and he's like, "Hey, I'm the I'm the real black man," and this and this thing, and they're arguing over who which one is the. When I go into a store, white people run away. <laughs> like it's, it's <laughs> but and so <laughs> it's good. Like that's a good commentary on like <laughs> that gets, societal issues, and that gets to a point of just sandalism. Uh, yeah, and with these with these. Uh, uh, movies, it's pretty much just an excuse for him to hang out with his friends mm -hmm. and go to like a cool place and just be there. I was looking at the the production and it, it was filmed in Massachusetts. What uh, what was the Essex reception? County. What was the reception? Okay, well, you, you, first I'm going to let you guess. Well, cool. What do you think on... What um, was the cost versus what was the box office returns? Oh. I'm going to guess the cost is $15 million. 15. 15 million. 15 million. Uh -huh. And the box office returns are around 60. So, uh... The budget was eighty million dollars, and the box office was one hundred sixty, two hundred seventy-one point four million dollars. <laughs> um, guess here. Let's go. I was gonna say this, but uh, reception for yeah for Rotten Tomatoes. Twenty-three percent. I think twenty-three percent. What about Metacritic? Eighteen. 
Okay. So Rotten Tomatoes, 10%. Good. <laughs> Metacritic, 30 out of 100. Okay. Okay. Which is... Uh, and uh, so... so it won the 2011 MTV Movie Awards for Best Line from a Movie, where it won the line from I Want to Get Chocolate Wasted, delivered by Becky, who is uh, Adam Sandler's daughter. Right, I want to get That was the best line, line delivery for MTV in 2011, apparently. Uh, Rob Schneider was nominated for a Razzie for Worst Supporting Actress, or Actor. He was uh, understated in this, though. Like, and he I lost, could... he lost something. Okay, else. good. Yeah. Because so. that was a better Rob Schneider role. Be honest yeah um uh, let's talk about who we thought the best actor was let's go okay let's start with the worst oh god who was the worst oh god i, oh. I contend that <laughs> oh it's so hard i contend that none of them were good none of them were do you but, do i want to say maya uh, rudolph because she's a good actress in a bad film or do i want to say adam sandler because he does not act None of them act. But the thing, thing is, like, the, the, the rating for my... Like, this film is, like, giving 2 out of 10 is a 1 out of 10. For me, it's a nothing out of 10. It's, it's so It's so unfilmed that you can't rate it. It's not even wrong. It's so, not even wrong. It's just... It's a just DQ. It's disqualified. Something else. Did, DNF. Did yeah. not finish. Did not finish. Didn't, mm. didn't even start to correctly answer the right yeah. question. Yeah. Um, the worst actor... Oh, let's see. Who's the worst actor? That's hard to say because David it's like... Spade okay. or Adam Sandler for me. Okay. Why? Why David Spade? I don't know. I just feel like that's right to say. <laughs> <laughs> There's no wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Sandler in general. I I, I can't say when because this is 2010. I feel like this is right in the. Uh, crux of his not giving a shit mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. period because he legitimately he goes on to do my, like like just go with it yeah. Jack and Jill yeah. uh, and then he gets those five movies with Netflix and he's got even more he did Pixels you know all these things that he yeah he is not acting he is yeah. not doing anything um, you know I mean not that his acting in other movies is like better yeah but like he's like at least he's dressing up in a different outfit yeah, yeah he's not just wearing his street clothes i guess so yeah i guess it would be adam sandler for me yeah he, i'm he gonna say adam sandler worst. yeah he was probably because he worst. didn't do and, anything well and the other thing is, is he wrote it yeah so it really is on him uh yeah. the best actor or actress selma hayek i okay. think i think she 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 tried yeah. At times. You know what? She had a character. And yeah. her character changed. And her character had emotion. And she showed She's, emotion. Yeah. She showed emotion. She was like, oh, I'm the worst mother ever. And she yes. like flops over. Like, her, her, okay, yes. It's not the world's greatest acting. But right. No, it's not. It's better than say that. anything else in the film. Yeah. You know what? I agree with you on this one. Yeah. yeah. So her whole entire thing is she accidentally reveals that the Tooth Fairy isn't real because she's too worried about her... Uh, fashion show yeah yeah she's like we're too worried about work and so she reveals to her daughter that the yeah. tooth fairy is very quickly it. solved yeah it's yeah she very just quickly she solved. just says oh yeah. yeah it's me yeah and then the but this the the girl's all sad and then adam sandler the same night finds out they're using phone cups 
And then he sets up a phone cup connection to okay. the adults. I kind of liked that. That was cute. That was cute because like the, she's talking to her on the phone and she's like, she's explaining. She's like, no, honey, I come into your room. I yeah. put the dollar yeah. under the thing. I'm then, not somebody else's. And Adam Sandler has like kind of a nice like little, he's like, ah, oh, that, that, you know, that's going to cost me. That bill is going to be that, so that high. That was nice. That, that was, was nice. nice, wasn't it? That was good. I mean, it the, wasn't good. So it we, was nice. Now, hold up now. <laughs> is our Adam Sandler worst actor thing changing because that i mean he... that was legit yeah i guess maybe maybe be kevin james because he does even less than nothing but kevin like, james is funny in a sort of uh, stupid way fatty fall down yeah in a fatty fall down prat fall way like at least there's that maybe and it's well is it chris rock yeah chris rock really doesn't do anything in this he's like yes he's the stay-at-home mom but he barely like acts into that he barely yeah he barely comes into so yeah maybe it's chris rock ironically enough or is it like do we just pick rob schneider and be safe (laughs) like he's he's pretty yeah yeah rob schneider is let's go rob schneider we're i'm selling rob schneider here's the thing rob schneider's character is the worst like i hate the fact that that's always written and stuff really like i hate like even worse than david spade david spade's character has a little bit of depth because he has like he has regrets and he checks out. Yeah, exactly. He has this pain of being like, oh, I'm single and this womanizer, but really I want, you know, yeah. something in my life or whatever. But Rob Schneider is just like. Do you think we'll ever have a Rob Schneider yeah. renaissance? Like a Matthew McConaughey? Okay, well, see, he does have his own Netflix show. Is it good? Uh, it's called Real Rob or something like that. Is it about Rob Schneider? Yeah. Sounds and like- him married to a Mexican American woman and it's like it's like a it's like a his version of louis i guess pretty much good? no oh. i mean i haven't watched it but i'm just gonna <laughs> the, tell you no the reviews are bad <laughs> yeah it's not it's he, not being... he went you, you know game grumps right yeah he went on the game grumps and really? it made me lose a lot of like just like oh, why really rob schneider <laughs> why was he on game grumps because they heard, they asked him if he'd come, and he, he plays a game with them. I forget what. Was it good? Was he funny? No, because I didn't watch it, because it, it was too painful. Too real? Me. Too real? Too painful. Was this like John Tron finding out he's racist? Uh, same, same feeling? No, that's different. that's different. This one was less so, because they also had like Grey Worm yeah. and uh, Kumail Nanjiani yeah. and like uh, Thomas Middleditch. Yeah been on it so that that's less i mean it just seems like it was just a famous guy who said yeah i'll be on your show yeah um you can do it do it do it hello welcome to a very special edition of guest grumps with rob schneider the magical and his lovely wife patricia whose last name i do not know schneider (laughs) that's a really good point i should you know what this uh, is a very special episode born out of interesting circumstances. We're in Portland and Aaron is watching Real Rob and having a, shall we say, a very passionate, frustrated reaction. Very passionate, frustrated uh, reaction. Named it Real Rob. Constantly reminding people, like, this is how I am. This is how I am in real life. And he's a terrible person. Why would you do that? I, I don't know, Aaron. I don't it know. It tears me apart inside. <laughs> I really just want to have a conversation about conversation. And be like, and be like, why are you doing this in my house? Super huge house with a pool. I don't. He has to know. Rap Schneider. Why are you doing this in my house? So I still don't really know the full version of events on the Rap Schneider Game Grumps uh, appearance. So this is a formal apology. Formally, if I got anything wrong, I apologize to Game Grumps and uh, any of the fans out there. So, anyways, Game Grumps is a show on YouTube where two guys kind of just hang out and talk while they're playing video games. It's a podcast that you watch. 
One of the hosts, Aaron, was watching the new Netflix show, The Real Rob one that I was talking about, and apparently went on a rant about how he didn't understand some of the things in the show. So Rob Schneider actually showed up to the show and they had a conversation and stuff. I still haven't watched the episode. I, I can't really bring myself to. Uh, it's it's bad. I still love Game Grumps and they're, they're still great, but I, I just can't bring myself to listen to Rob Schneider for 45 minutes on end. Maybe that's a big failing like on myself, like I'm being too hypocritical, uh, not listening to somebody, but Rob Schneider is just someone who I really feel like I don't have the time of day for. Uh, he's a pretty big dick. Uh, I didn't do a good job on this pod of bringing it out, but a lot of his humor is pretty much just racist stereotyping. He's also an anti-vaxxer who thinks that vaccines cause autism, and he's like one of those comedians who rails against PC culture. And on top of all that, he's a Trump supporter. So yeah, not my biggest idol. And it's real. It's real Rob. Now, but we both like you both, so because we know the human beings, and that's more important than anything. And all the game grumpers out there, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for all those tweets. Yeah, you guys made this happen, so that's rad. All right, all right, see you later, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye. But it is. I'm I'm saying that the the Rob the Robissance Robnissance, whatever you want to call it, uh, has occurred and (laughs) And it uh, failed. Yeah, maybe we should watch that next. Oh, please no. Um, please, 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 no. So, yeah, um, I, I want to say really, too, that... Okay, wait, no, sorry. Best actor. We already went over that. Sorry. Yeah, best yes. actor, Salma Hayek. But ironically enough, like, Chris Rock, yeah, he's probably, like, the laziest in this. Yeah. Like, Sandler just has more screen time. They do about the same amount of acting, quote-unquote, but... Yeah. The thing is, I, like, respect Chris Rock the most. Yeah, of all of them. And then Chris Rock And yet, is, yeah... yeah. Maybe that's why he phoned it and he's like, fuck it, whatever. That's I don't awesome. know, I'm kind of drained from this film, to be totally honest. There's not much, what else can we say about it? Uh, well, I, would, I want to touch on the fact that this is like, this is like Sandler, uh, and this, this is who he is. This is this is a movie that was written for the white male gaze. Mm-hmm. Sort of, no, uh, G-A-Z-E, yeah. not, not gaze, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, homophobic or anything. But like Jacob, women, <laughs> women are there simply to be objectified, or they have a woman time though. Is he coming this way? He's coming this way. He's coming towards us right now. This is good. Now, whatever you do, don't fart. The pool with the Canadian dude. Yeah. What did you think about that? Do you think it's it was fucking racist? stupid? <laughs> hey, what's up, ladies? Oh, you're from around these parts, eh? <laughs> is that a, is that is that a is that a Saskatchewan? Uh, uh, Saskatchewan A Saskatchewan. doesn't ex- doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm from Saskatchewan. What's up in Canada, eh? And B. He sounded more like an Italian yeah, no. guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, you all from Saskatchewan? You hear Saskatchewan? It's eh? like French plus the East Coast. You American ladies, you put out the Saskatchewan, eh? But Saskatchewan is in the middle of. <laughs> Canada and it's yeah. Oh, Caesars. Anyways, well, uh, yeah, okay, maybe they have like this scene where they get to ogle a guy, but that's like like tit for tat, and he turns out that he's just a, you know. Yeah. But then later they all ask, they all ask their husbands, who they're sleeping with, to 
say the from, from Saskatchewan and yeah. just call them a hose head. So they all secretly lusted for that sweet Canadian bod. Point being, there are a lot of scenes that are just coming like, south of the border whoa. to steal your woman. Okay, okay. There's a lot of scenes in here that are just like here there to say like, whoa, look yeah. at how hot that girl is. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. that's that's the there's thing. There's an extended ass ogling scene, and that's like. The thing, like, it's not really funny, but the only person who could find it funny is, like, a straight dude. And I say white, I add white in there because all of the things that they're dealing with, like, are a very privileged, very, like... Even the guy who's unprivileged, Kevin James, who's broke and not working, it never comes up. Yeah. It never is an issue. It's yeah, like, it's oh, like I implied, rented a car. It's implied in the fact that, like, he doesn't have as nice of a house. He has a house. Yeah. He, he, his pool is, like, not, like, a yeah. above ground. It's, like, yeah. just a, it's, yeah. it's, 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 like, a whatever. His it's family, a crappy yeah. pool, but it's, like, he has a pool. Yeah. He has a house. Yeah. He can support, what does he have? Two, two or, kids and a dog. Three kids? And a, two kids. Two kids and a dog. Yeah. And, like, he can support that, even yeah. though he was laid off in April. Yeah. And now it's. July. So, so he's been and, laid and off then for like months. the problem briefly rises its head when yeah. he confesses and immediately goes away. Because he pays for dinner one time and he's like, "Hey, don't you yeah. know, order so You would much think food, maybe that's the thing. Doesn't like, come back. There's so many Chekhov's yeah. guns laid out yeah. on the table and then they're all fired at the same time, but they're all really shit weak yeah. and they don't go anywhere. Yeah. They're like just a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "We look at all these problems we have. Let's solve them all immediately." Right. Let's do all the things at once. And, and, and that's that's why I'm saying this is a movie that is could only be written by Adam Sandler because that's... Bette Midler. By Bette Midler. <laughs> uh, by Adam Sandler because those are the only things he deals with now. He's a, he's a, uh, so rich. Yeah. He's so rich. That's the thing, too, um, that um, Werner Herzog actually talks about this uh, where he says that... Um, you know, when we talk about media that's that's lowbrow, like world, like wrestling yeah. or um, grown-ups or whatever, you you can't avert your eyes yeah. because this is what's coming at you. This is what the collective organism of society has said. This is what we find entertaining. Yeah. This is what we yeah. ascribe to. Like you may laugh at it, you may deride it, you may think it's ridiculous but you can't choose to ignore it because so many people buy into it right yeah. it's you it's you cannot avert your eyes it is necessary to observe and understand because that's what we all agree or collectively the large community agrees is important i mean yeah. it made 220 million 210 million uh 214 yeah and i mean like 271 paul blart wow, paul lot. blart mall cop uh, it got a second movie too. Got a second movie too. Probably made a bunch of movie, like yeah. money. Uh, you know, all these things that we we say are bad movies aren't bad movies. They're bad movies, but they're not unpopular. Let's put it that way. It's. I think this is kind of what happened with, dare I get political, Trump, in a lot of ways. In that we choose to ignore the things that we think won't happen because we think they're stupid, right? We go. Grown Ups Two is a, a crappy movie. Trump is a, a crappy human being. He's not going to be president. Grown ups too. Pop, but they're popular. But they're popular, right? And I know Trump isn't quote unquote popular, but he's the most popular of the people who voted. 
Yeah, right? I mean, well, he lost the popular vote, but electoral really, electoral collegely popular. He, he, he did win. Yes. No. So um, my point being is that like you can't, you you shouldn't choose to ignore it or dismiss it. Well, you should. That's why I think I'm fascinated with Sandler and his whole entire career, and that's why I, I really like. We're gonna do a follow up. Love Grown, to... up, Grown Ups Two is on the next podcast. We're doing the next one. <laughs> so if you dislike Adam Sandler, just skip that one too, because <laughs> this is just gonna be all Sandler all the time. And then we're moving on to Rob Schneider. Yeah, that's all it is, folks. Do you think Trump likes Sandler movies? Do you think Trump likes Grown Ups? I mean, Sandler's like a Republican. I don't know if he ever... Is he a Republican? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he ever came out in, like, support of Trump or anything. Um, That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, Is Rob Rob, uh, Schneider a Republican? I don't know. I mean, they're... Like, in general, like, these guys are not super political, political, right? Uh, You wouldn't expect them to be. Uh, But here's my question. Why is it called Grown Ups? Hmm. Maybe because they're grown up. And, like, they have to... Is it supposed to be ironic? The tagline is, boys will be boys, some longer than others. So it's like they are growing up. They have to grow up. I feel like if Adam Sandler had pitched the idea and then got somebody else to write it, the film would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. But I feel like he pitched the idea of, like, okay, so there's these five kids who don't ever really grow up, and because they don't really grow up, their problems stay with them and their family, and they have mm-hmm. to go meet together and, and collectively grow up and help their family. All right, that's fine. In the mm-hmm. hands of somebody who can write a script, that would have been fine. But yeah. Adam Sandler can't write a script. I mean, I was just going to say, like, it would be interesting to see what else he's actually written. Um, Growing Ups 2? Fred Wolf. Uh, he, yeah, he wrote Growing Ups 2. Uh, yeah, Fred Wolf has written for... They, the other guy who did this was a writer for Saturday Night Live, for Joe Dirt, which was a... Um, was that a popular film? David Spade. Was it good? Was Joe Dirt good? I don't know. I've heard like the first one was funny. He wrote for Tommy Boy and Black Sheep, which are both also David Spade movies. Mm. So sounds like he's just kind of similar to this Dennis he's like Dugan the guy. He's like a friend yeah. of them who helps exactly. out writing. He just script. helps out writing. So... That's what it sounds like to me, like Fred Wolf. And that's really what Sandler has been doing this whole entire time, is just hiring his friends, you know, getting paid millions of dollars. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's... um, He's like the really... uh, He's like the shitty ice cream store. Or, like, you know those sort of, like, people who are like, Walmart is great, because they don't know otherwise... Like, if you, if you, this is going to sound super pretentious, if you only know one way of entertainment, Mm -hmm. Grown Ups is a good film. Mm, If you're, if you don't, if you haven't been exposed to other things, Mm -hmm. you, you would, you would look at this film and be like, this is enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And that depresses me that that's the case. You were just saying that we should, you know, acknowledge that these. No, still acknowledge, happen, right? but I'm still going to be. De- you can be depressed and acknowledge <laughs> it. <laughs> That's a totally an option. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anything more to say about this? Oh, grown ups. Uh, I can't wait for the second one. On a scale of one to ten, how much do you regret agreeing to do this? I mean, like a seven, probably. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't regret it. <laughs> really not worth it, though. But uh, I yeah, that's I won't the get, other. That's I, the other question. I marked, would you? Would I marked you? three quizzes during that entire film. That's <laughs> how much it distracted me. me. It was bad. It was so bad. Um, here's the other thing. Would you suggest somebody watch it? Never. Okay. I never ever. I never. If somebody said I'm gonna watch Grown Ups, I would leave the room. <laughs> if somebody uh, said Grown Ups is my favorite film, I would not be friends with them. Uh-huh. If somebody said, hey, you have a choice between only ever watching Grown Ups for the rest of your life or mm. not having eyes, I would choose to not have eyes. <laughs> I would rather lose sight than have every single form of media replaced with Grown Ups. Yeah. yeah, it was painful to get through. Even. Imagine that. Uh, Anytime you try and watch a different film. It would just turn into Grown Ups. Yeah. You, everybody else sees the normal film. But you see Grown Ups. Ooh, that's like a Twilight Zone. You see Grown Ups. I like it. It slowly morphs. Would you accept that deal? Oh, of course or not. Or lose your eyes? I'd lose my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> We're both on the same page here. Good. I didn't pick this here, movie because it was good. Every every film turns into Grown Ups, oh, but, but yeah. you get paid $10 million a year. Oh boy. You get paid you get you get ten million dollars deposited in any way you like, tax free every year into your bank account. Uh, I, I like movies too much. I would. Yeah. I would. Because then I just make my own films, but not watch them. Because in the process of making the film, you don't have to. Uh-huh. Well, Alden has found a loophole through his very own. I do. Th- uh, I do this thing. a lot. It's a very I own do scenario. This, I do this is, a lot. Uh, exactly this... what normally happens. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty good, right? Yeah. That's good. All right. So, grownups, don't go see it in theaters. Nowhere near you. <laughs> anyway, talk to you after the break. After I cut my throat. Bye. Forever. <laughs> to Andromeda by Gorillaz, uh, featuring drama for their new album, the one that we referenced all the way back in our first episode. Wow, that seems like a very long time ago for me. The album is called Humans, and I liked it. Some people were more critical about it, they didn't like it as much, and I'll say it's not like the best ever, it doesn't anything else out of the park, but it's still pretty good, especially this song in particular. 
So Damon Alburn, he's the guy who's the musician behind the actual band itself, because they're all animated characters. He went on another podcast back in April. It's called Song Exploder. It's a really good one, and I definitely suggest subscribing to it. In that episode, he talks about the inspiration behind the song, and part of it is the death of two very close people to him, as well as the name of this club uh, he used to go to, and its name was Andromeda. Uh, he used to go there when he was young, and he was just getting into the music scene. Although it's definitely like a catchy song, I think. It's also undeniable that there's a layer of mournful energy, kind of bittersweet energy underneath it, I think. That's because it's partly about the pain of growing up and growing older and seeing people, as well as the places that you love, die and fade away. And if that doesn't connect well to the movie Grown Ups, I don't know what does. The next section is a rambling one, but isn't it always? Alden and I talk about game design and how it relates to classroom management. I don't know how we did that. And uh, toward the end, you see the toll that the movie Grown Ups takes on a rational human mind. You have been warned. Take it in your heart. Take it in your heart. One of the things that I've been buying a lot of lately is board games. Oh, this is a good topic. Yeah, I've been buying a lot of board games. And I've been buying a lot of, and I've been reading a lot of uh, RPG things. A little known fact about me is, uh, well, it's not little known to Jacob because it's all over here as I fucking talk about. I have a large collection of, of PDFs. Of RPG books that mm-hmm. I've I've organized and collated and, and so like your Dungeons and Dragons stuff like that yeah but, but even more obscure like, yeah like, like we're getting yeah. Fate Core uh, uh, Minotaurs and Mazes just fucking whatever I can grab um, Elsewhere's yeah uh, 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 pants 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 <laughs> I wish goes. I wish I had pants goes <laughs> that sounds great point being it's somewhere up on the hundred gigs now of of space yeah. that it eats up on my computer no regrets. Um, the design of rule systems has got me thinking a lot, and this actually—I don't know why I'm talking about this, but it, it relates a lot to like yeah. uh, classroom management. This is going to sound weird. All right, like, no, go for let, it. Let me explain. So within within game design, there's sort of a there's sort of the the the, the ethos goes or the theory goes that like the simpler you get in the rules, the more complicated it is to design it. So if you if you go, I want to have a game with three moves. Yeah, that's very complicated to design in a way that will be enjoyable and fun and rich. So like for example, we played this cool game. I liked yeah. it. I want to play it again. Yeah. What is it? Nika. 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 That really is very. It's it's a it's like a phalanx like yeah. Greek warrior thing. And yeah, it has like three. Very, it has four moves. Yeah, very simple moves. Four yeah. moves that you can do. Another game that's complex is checkers. A good example. Checkers has. Literally two moves. Yeah. Right? There's two moves you can do. You can move one or you can jump. That's it. Right. That's a difficult game to design. It seems simple, but it's a very difficult design. The more complicated this game system, it's easy to make because you just add rules and rules and rules and rules and rules. Uh-huh. And the same is true with RPG systems and blah, blah, blah. If you want to make a lightweight RPG system, you have to be very, very careful when you design it because you have to plan for eventualities, etc., etc. A complicated system, you can cover everything under the sun, but it's so needlessly obtuse and dense that nobody's ever going to fucking play it. Right. Classroom management reminds me a lot of this in that you have systems in place to quote unquote manage students within a classroom environment mm-hmm. to make sure that they're on task, to make sure that they're learning, make sure that they're getting something out of the, the thing. 
the more complicated those systems are, like then I have this sequence of activities, then I have this sequence of activities, then I have this sequence of activities, you have more chances of failure. You have more chances of like obtuseness, especially with students who are second language learners. Mm-hmm. Um, the simpler the rules you have, this sounds really trite now that I'm saying it out loud, but the simpler the rules you have, the better. It's just interesting when you are in a classroom and you have to start like planning for eventualities. Basically, I'm bitching about the fact that like when you teach, mm-hmm. you want things to be simple. You want them so badly to be simple. Mm-hmm. Like, here's what we're doing today. Do it. But mm-hmm. there's 10 zillion things that occur in between that and that and the yeah. students actually doing it. Yeah. And you just, I just want, I just want the students to care, Jacob. It's weird how we got from RPGs to this. It's uh, more sort but... of a venting situation, but it's like... <laughs> Jacob's talked about this too, and, and I, I share this the thing. It's like, this isn't difficult. What we're asking the student, and this is true with any student. Mm-hmm. High school is easy. Yeah. Why is it so hard for them? Why was it the hard? eternal question. Why man. is it so hard? This is I, what I want to know. That's my question. That's my question to you. Why is school... Why is tasks that are easy seemingly so hard for people? That's the long... There we go. We got there eventually. Why is it that... Ta- like, I'll use myself as an example. Clean your fucking dishes, Alden. <sighs> easy task. I put it off, I put it off, I put it off. Mark your tests, Alden. Easy task. Put it off, put it off, put it off. Don't want to do it. Seems hard in the now. Why is simple, basic things difficult? Why are? That's a really good question and extremely hard to it's such a simple question. answer. Um, why are simple things hard? Uh, because I don't think that... You were saying yeah. that in designing a game, the more simple the rules, the more complex you, know, you have yeah. to think about. And uh, that's... That's true in true life. True in life, you, you think? know? God, you just easily answer my well, questions. Well, because aren't you just sometimes just like, I'm paralyzed by choice sometime uh, or by like possibility. Uh-huh. And totally. And that just like... Then you don't do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, uh, open mic eagle <laughs> referenced him a while ago too. Um, but his, his mantra is, the only enemy is stopping. And it'll, it, that's just for rapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a but way, it's true to life. it's true to life. But then that makes me feel like... Are you a futurist, Jacob? I don't know. What's a futurist? A futurist is a proto-fascist. Oh. Um, well, that doesn't sound good. They, but they're, they believe in speed and movement. The vitality of war. And the downfall of women. They were weirdly sexist, too. It was very strange. Right. Well, you know me. That's... <laughs> Pretty much sums up my personality. No, but I agree uh, with that. That's sort of that not stop. You always the want the enemy is stopping. Yeah, you want to always be moving forward, but it's so easy to stop. It's so easy to stop. Why is it? Um, I don't know. I'm not even sure where this is going. Um, but it really just started because I was. I thought we were talking about we were going to talk about games. <laughs> Like, you had bought some games and you were going to talk about, like, the different ones that you got. That's what I thought we were going to do. Well, we like, can go back to that. We can, <laughs> random aside, the side of, 
existential <laughs> crisis. Uh, yeah. The games I bought Crushing recently crisis. are Nika, which is a very simple, beautiful board game. I would recommend it highly to any person who loves um, tactical strategy or like sort mm-hmm. of simple. T- it's like the goal of the game is to move one piece to the other side of the board. Mm-hmm. The other person is trying to stop you doing Much like that. Chinese checkers, yeah. Othello, well, not Othello, but you know, like, yeah. like those type of things. Yeah, they're trying, yeah. one, just try and move it. And the other side is trying to do it too. Uh, very simple, you can teach it in under like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, great fun to play. I bought Sentinels of the Multiverse, which I've never That's won. That's a good one. If you haven't won yet. Yeah, we won once. We kind of cheated though. I feel Did like, we? I feel like we cheated. We told Cameron what to do. Yeah. That's kind of mean. But uh, I mean... You Sen- really... So in Sentinels of Multiverse, let's explain a bit. We're, we're, man, I'm all over the map today. You play a superhero. Yeah. Uh, with a, there's a bunch of... you got a little card in front of you, and you're playing like abilities, and you're trying to beat the villain. And you ostensibly should be dealing only with your hero. Yeah. But the game requires such teamwork, because the villains are hard. Even the fucking level one difficulty yeah. is... So you, Alden and I have played it a bunch yeah and like when he first got it we played like a bunch of games in a row yeah. and we got close kind of close a yeah. couple times just with us too but yeah. not we've yeah. never won yeah we only won once when we had a third person there and we yeah. pretty much directed all of the the moves the yeah. moves it's not something you could just pick up and play yeah um, it's a fun game it is fun it is very fun yeah. and the art is uh Really nice. I really yeah. like. They it's have like, simple, yeah. The, I, I like the art because the, all the character cards have like the superhero on the front. Yeah. And it looks like a comic book cover. Yeah. All of the flavor text at the bottom is all from like these fake yeah. comic books that they yeah, have. Yeah, it's great because they're all uh, knockoffs of like DC or Marvel because yeah. they can't, it's trademarks, they can't. They have like their version yeah. of Superman yeah. and, and Batman and yeah, like, yeah. you know, all the, all the other guys like it's Iron great. Man and stuff. Yeah. So, um, it, and it is really fun. It is, yeah. it is, it is good and it is you know it's challenging um, it's just challenging and there's a lot of rules and that's the one with the complex system Sentinels Multiverse has many many rules that are going off at once that you have to Mm -hmm. keep track of that's hard you almost need you almost need somebody to run the the villain to run the deck and then you just focus Mm -hmm. on on what you have to do yeah, I think actually a game like that might even be better, like a computer. Yes. Because then they could keep track of all the other things that. Because we've forgotten. A, like that game that we won, yeah. uh, we forgot about an additional effect that was in place yeah. and probably would have killed us like yeah. sooner or yeah. killed the other guy sooner. Like yeah. I don't know which, but yeah. again, point being, we, we all forgot about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So. Yeah. It's, and then um, uh, yeah. what else have I bought? Uh, the Grizzled, which is a World War One card game. Yeah, you, that's 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 something interesting about just in general about World War One is, at least in the USA, yeah. it's not really no. that significant. No. But there's this Battlefield One just came out, yeah. or not just came out, but yeah. it's recently out. came out, yeah. and that's all about World War One. Mm-hmm. It was really popular for yeah. a while. Is it? It's anymore? still played. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it looks really great. It's beautiful. Um, it's definitely not World War One, though. It's like a, <laughs> it's like what they wanted World War One to not be historically. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but it's what every sure. it's what it's like the fever dream of what World War One wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, you get to achieve the you get to achieve the, the mobility of, yeah. that what they wanted. Um, Things so like that. There's that, and this this grizzled game. Yeah, is. Is good. Like it's really good. good. It's also very brutal. Yeah. Um, and very hard to 
win. Yeah. Um, because you are just trying to survive. Yeah. Through missions, missions and treachery and yeah. like like things and, and it is very easy to lose. Yeah. And uh, you're also working against a timeline. Yeah. And you always have like increasing stakes. Are, yeah. yeah. Holding it's, you back. Yeah. Each person plays a different part of the platoon. Yeah. And you flip over cards uh, that um, have dangers on them: whistle, shell, gas mask, knife. Uh, winter and rain environments too. Yeah. yeah and if three match you lose the mission it's mm-hmm. basically that uh, you're playing cards from your hand the I played a game where you didn't communicate mm-hmm. you weren't like you weren't allowed to be like I really don't like night you guys do you guys also not like night sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, again we're not explaining the mechanics too well here but basically board games uh, fuck I don't know man we need to have a section B fuck it we need to figure something out I don't know where we're going with this. We don't have nothing. We have nothing, Jacob. We got nothing. I don't know why you're trying to reach the stars here. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, you know, because... <laughs> Sorry, grown-ups is still fucking in my mind. <laughs> this is what it does to you, boys yeah. and girls. Um, Sorry. No. no, the board games I bought... Look, so the grizzled... The, the goal of the game is that you have a hand, and you're playing the hand out, and you're trying to get rid of your hand. It's a hand yeah. removal game. Yeah. Then I've got a surfboard game, which I haven't played at all. Oh, yeah, surfboard game. Which looks yeah. complicated. Yeah, it looked... Like, when you said, hey, there's a surfboard game, I was like, why? What? <laughs> what? Why? Yeah. So, like, a ride-the-wave mechanic. Uh, um, there's a... Uh, to change your footing and stuff. Yeah, or... there's a Mad Max game. That one looks pretty cool. Yeah. Not actually Mad Max, but, like... Mad Max-esque. Yeah, Mad Max-esque. Yeah. Like wastelands. Yeah, and then there's a a new one that I got, which is like Texas Hold'em, but with gods. Oh yeah, yeah. that one looks really cool, but also very complicated. Yes. So, um, yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day we should just do one that's purely just a game. What do you mean, or like Monopoly? Game? Yeah, I mean like on this, like uh, like like on the podcast or like yeah, a, that's oh what I meant. oh. I don't know. Well, I'll, well, I can talk about Prey. Oh, Prey. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Prey. Uh, and just on the subject of games uh, and sort of things, Prey came out recently, which is a game from Bethesda. Um, it's very, very interesting. Uh, I really, really like the the sort of design behind it. The idea is that you're a, a medical test subject who has this like eye implant. Mm-hmm. And you're getting tested with your eye implant. This is a video game, not a, yeah, yeah, not a, a, not a board game. <laughs> it's just a video not game. A board game uh, sorry, I should have made that clear. Um, you have an eye implant, and you're testing it, and then you're going through these tests, and then all of a sudden, this like weird black thing attacks one of the scientists, um, and and you fall asleep, and you wake up, and it's the same day in your apartment. You go to the computer, everything's put back in the original position. You go to the computer, and there's an email saying like, "Get out, get out, danger, danger, danger." Mm-hmm. And you go into the hallway, and the person you saw in the hallway is dead. Um, though there is no like things are different basically, mm-hmm. and uh, it turns out you're in this like simulation. You you smash the glass of your of your sliding door, which shows this like beautiful Bay Area, like San Francisco. I'm assuming you hit it, and it, you're in this. It's like the Truman yeah, Show. It's a Truman. You're being Truman showed, yeah, and then. 
you find out you're in space. You're on a space station. And it's just escalating odds of like what you're finding out about things. And then on top of that, the sort of the alien mm. life forms, they are, they're called mimics and they can yeah. change into objects. Mm. And this actually lends itself to a really cool little mechanic because later on in the game, you get the power to, you steal their powers and you can mimic objects too. Mm. And so you can like turn yourself into a, a pile of towels. But a pile of towels can sneak through a small slot to like slide through, and so like becomes it becomes <laughs> like a mechanic within the game to be different objects, and like it's a very cool game, and the uh, the freedom it gives to the players. Uh, basically, it's just an open level design. You can finish the game in under ten minutes. Like wow, yeah, like it, they they're speed running it faster and faster because it's an open design, and you have this gun which can build platforms which you can jump on. Huh. So you can get to the end win condition huh. in like under ten minutes. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously with a few, like, little brutalist wall jumping hack things. Um, so yeah. Cheating, quote unquote. Um, but it's a very, very good game. The The music is fantastic. There's this one song that we'll put in here. That's quite nice. I'm not going to put it in. It's just going to be <laughs> you silent for three months. No, just kidding. Why must you make fun of me like that, Jacob? <laughs> Jacob, what have you been playing? You had a day yesterday where you got to play video games. What did you play? Um, not a ton. Like, uh, I, I played, I, I played, you know what was relaxing? Relaxing. Uh, I played Skyrim. Nice. And it was just nice to sit back, crawl cool. through some dungeons, you know? Like, Skyrim is this, is this kind of pseudo-Norse, yeah. like, slash whatever kind of world it's it's fantasy yeah. but basically you go through dungeons and you kill guys and you know you just you just kind of do that and and it, in a way it was kind of meditative just yeah. to have you don't think too much you to just... do. yeah and also also like during that time i'll also like listen to podcasts too yeah. a lot of times it's i don't know it's relaxing it's really it's really <laughs> enjoyable this is know. this is kind of the question i think i would pose to you sort of to to to, to give this this uh, a section, a bit of, of weight here. Some kind of structure. Some kind of structure. Yeah. Uh, this loose flan-like second structure that we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jacob's grimacing right now. I'm smiling. <laughs> grimace. Uh, what uh, What do you think the purpose of video games should be? Ooh. Or like games. What do you think the purpose of games should be? Board games slash computer games. It's a really good question. I hold um, that it should be yeah. for um, two. There's two purposes. Mm -hmm. They should either allow you to discover something about yourself. There should be an inward look. Okay. Right, a value placed, and the okay. second thing is it should be a way of just simply exercising predictive powers, muscle, your okay. brain. Okay. Yeah, I, c I can see that. Um, yeah, I think I think getting at 
that a little bit further too yeah like it kind of tells you a little bit something about either humanity or mm. uh i don't know yourself i guess yeah. like you're saying i don't know that's interesting um yeah i think that's true i think some do you of the think best... they serve a purpose do you think they should serve a purpose um i don't think they all have to like like well they don't they don't have to serve a, a huge perfect purpose under other than hey i'm bored i want to mm-hmm. i want to play something um, like, cause like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm thinking about like games that stay with you that have like a, mm-hmm. you know, greater message about humanity or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, those ones are cool, <laughs> but then like, what is the point of something like Overcooked, which is a game that I played with, uh, one of our other friends recently, where basically you just run a restaurant uh, and it's it's very fast paced mm-hmm. and kind of chaotic. It's fun though, but like it doesn't really reveal that much about the human condition. Maybe it's meditative. Yeah, just enjoyment. Yeah, I mean, games can just be for for fun, fun too, right? Why do we need fun, Jacob? Why do humans need fun? Because it's to distract ourselves from the inevitability of death. <laughs> it's not everything, Jacob. Just silence and then just. Um, (laughs) no um i don't know that's that's an interesting question something i have to think about well why don't we why don't we come back to that after we watch grown-ups 2 and we're closer to wanting to die sounds good yeah song right now is Take a Walk by Fashion Pit. Doesn't really apply to the movie today, but instead relates to my pick of the week. It's catchy and upbeat, and that's really how we want to leave you here at Real Human Things. Another way you can feel catchy and upbeat is with a Casper mattress. 
Alden and I are actually planning on moving pretty soon from apartments to a different place. The mattresses at our new place, they leave something to be desired. But instead of using a huge foam pad or mounds of blankets to make your bed more comfortable, uh, instead maybe we should check out and switch to the mattress, which will give you the best night's sleep. The mattress that's going to be engineered to have the right sink and bounce, which has literally been tested by the Casper company with scientific studies to find the best way to help you get a best night's rest. Best part of all, you can return a Casper mattress within the first 100 days with absolutely no questions asked. Just go to the Casper website and do not enter the code HUMANBANGS for 10% off your first purchase. Again, do not enter the code HUMANBANGS for 10% off. Casper, start sleeping tonight. Okay, before we get into picks of the week, I do want to announce that next podcast, it will indeed be about Grown Ups 2. So if you want to get a head start and get watching it on your own so you can follow along and understand a little bit more of what we're talking about, this would be the time to do it before the next one gets uploaded. Shouldn't be too long from there. I'm getting a lot better at actually editing these, although my timing is still not so great. But thank you guys anyways. It's been really fun. All right, so now... On to the picks of the week. I'm just too much a coward to admit when I'm in need. I take a walk, 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 Pick of the week. <laughs> there should be no break there. It's funny. To yeah, pick of the week. Pick of the week. Uh, Jacob, take, take it away. Sting for that. Um, I should. Well, yeah. Oh, you, you. Yeah, yeah. You're better than me at that. I'm just randomly throwing like sound effects into things. <laughs> I like it though. It's good. <laughs> um. All right, my pick of the week. Uh, my pick of the week isn't really a thing. Mm. It's more of a concept. It's more of a concept. Well, I mean, it is a thing, but it's less like, I, I should just say, it's, uh, so So every Friday, more or less, mm. I've been just going down to the beach, down by our little village uh, of Jinchitan. Oh, by the bay. Yeah. And uh, I'll get, like, a chicken burger <laughs> from this, like, Ticos. knockoff, yeah, like, I don't know, what would it be the equivalent of, like, Arby? Arby? KFCs. KFCs. KFCs, yeah. Yeah, um, and like just go down and sit on the beach and just like eat and listen to podcasts because that's the only thing I do in my life. Mm. But it's 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 been nice. The weather is nice out. Uh, it's it's the sand kind of sucks, but it's the closest you're gonna get to you know to, nice sand. sand. The water isn't super great either, but you know uh, it's the closest to water you're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> um, point being, it's been it's been making me happy. It's been yeah. like setting my soul at ease, so to speak. Mm. You know, um, just being down there and and seeing other people on the beach, just feeling the sand between your toes, feeling the the, yeah. the waves lap up against your ankles. It's nice. A lot of philosophers said that the greatest thinking occurs when you walk. Um, that's the time when you think the best is when you're walking. 
Interesting. Yeah. Because you, uh, I don't know. Do just, we should do this podcast when we're walking then. Yeah. Because we're clearly philosophers. <laughs> <laughs> the high story. Well, I don't know. Do you agree with that? Do I do. I do. I. I. I, best I, I stuff my best thoughts occurred when I was biking or walking back at home, hmm. and uh, it really helps generate uh, ideas because you're mm-hmm. you're concentrating, your body's doing something. Yeah. You're sort of free to meditate and and uh, think about while your body just sort of takes over and does something. Um, I mean, I used to walk a lot, like a lot, a lot. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who said it. Um, I believe it was, I think Mark Twain said something to the effect too. He's like walking mm-hmm. frees the mind, something, something Mark Twainy, uh, you know, typical witty cad that he was. Sounds like him. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, just after, how long have you been doing it? I don't know. A couple of weeks now, I guess. Nice. I don't know. Fridays are weird because either something's, either there's a ton of things going on. And they're like nothing. almost too much, uh, or there's absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. So there's been a bunch of nothing weeks kind of in a row, mm-hmm. and it's been just nice, I don't know, having that time to just decompress. Mm-hmm. 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 So anyways, yeah, that's what's making me happy. That's my pick of the week. Uh, go out, have yourself a walk. If it's beautiful weather, go out for a walk. If it's not... Um, go for a walk anyway. <laughs> go bring, for a walk Bring anyway. an umbrella. <laughs> If it's snowing, put on a jacket. Yeah, just walk. It's good for your health. It's good for your health, good for your mind. Yeah, and have a banana while you do it. That's good for pooping. Bit of fiber in your life. There are things. Your mind, your heart, and your poop. Yeah. If you have all three of those in order, it doesn't matter what else is happening in your life. The, You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. The key to a good life is a good stomach. Mark Twain. Said that probably never. <laughs> <laughs> so Alden, what's what's making you happy other than misquoting uh, Mark Twain people? Yeah. <laughs> um. God, what has it making me happy? <laughs> this is depressing. I don't know. Or your pick of the week? I guess my it pick of the week have to be my pick of the week. Happiness, right? Uh, my pick of the week is. God, I need. I should have thought of it while you were talking. I mean, I could pick music again, but that's so boring. What? There's no right or wrong answer to this. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to put my thoughts in order, though. Mm -hmm. I think my pick of the week is just been talking with people. Being able to... This is going to sound really weird. Being able to, like... Uh We've had some good conversations, I think. Uh, Not just you and me, but, like, other people. And, like, realizing how important a social connection is. I mean, a lot of the time, people... Mm-hmm. want to sort of herm it up or the desire to not talk sort of starts to trump other things mm-hmm. you know like because you kind of have to put in the effort and be like how was your day blah 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 but like I mean like getting outside of like how was your day oh it's good that's fine the niceties the niceties yeah, right like why can't we have non-nicety conversations with people I don't sort of know mm-hmm. so I would say the conversations I've had for the past three weeks have been really what good. What kind of conversation? What what kind of topics have you gotten into that have been beyond niceties? Yeah, I think talking a lot about the future and sort of like where you want to go, like realistically, where would you like to end up? Because it's becoming near the end of. To give a bit of ref, uh, context here, it's coming near the end of the year. At our school, a lot of teachers are leaving and and they're done their contract and they're they're not coming back. Mm-hmm. So they're going back to Canada or America. 
and they are they're moving on and like that's fine that's that happens to everybody here hopefully I don't accept you know some people mm-hmm. <laughs> but but when you talk to those people you ask them like you know what what's your plan and I'm like well I don't know I'm like, no, but seriously what's your plan what do you do mm-hmm. you have a job waiting blah 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 and like thinking about the future and, and being able to like rationally talk about it, I think is a is very generative and good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very sort of positive experience, even though it might suck to talk about because you're unsure. Like I don't know what's happening next year, mm-hmm. but it's good to talk about it. It's good mm-hmm. to communicate. I mean, humans are by necessity and by nature a social animal, mm-hmm. and uh, engaging in that sort of part of my humanness has been quite rewarding. Especially with the students, too, because the students are now like, I want reference letters for university, I'm blah, 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 what am I doing? And talking to some of the grade 12s and like seeing where they're wanting to go and mm-hmm. just sort of the process of, of getting older and, mm-hmm. and life changing. Yeah. Um, that's been good. Mm-hmm. Um, and realizing that, you know, you only have so much time, so choose the time that you give well. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's pretentious, and and I'm 27, so like yeah, 26. that's 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 the part. That I'm I was, so old, that's you the guys. Part that I was I was laughing I'm about. So old. Uh, <laughs> ah, no, but that's that's a nice that's a nice genuine yeah. Genuine that's that's the way I've been feeling. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, from all of us here at Real Human Bang and Dark Wolf Media and Dark Wolf Media to you guys out there, just saying, hey, take a walk. Talk to somebody about the future. Don't watch Grown Ups. <laughs> Don't watch Grown Ups. From here, it's at the studio. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. to do when you were 12? Ooh, well, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, grody.